Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start this day, to start this week together in prayer. Today is Monday, and this is now the season after Pentecost, actually the fourth Sunday after Pentecost this past Sunday. Today we finish our reading of 2 Corinthians. If there have been any insights or any words or that you have received, if this uh, reading through this uh, letter has uh, spoken to you in any way, please uh, share with me. Send me an email at uh, pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hand has molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 13. This is the third time I am coming to you. Any charge must be sustained by the evidence of two or three witnesses. I warn those who sinned previously and all others, and I warn them now, while absent, as I did when present on my second visit, that if I come again, I will not be lenient. Since you desire proof that Christ is speaking in me, he is not weak in dealing with you, but is powerful in you. For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. Examine yourselves to see whether you are living in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? I hope you will find out that we have not failed, but we pray to God that you may not do anything wrong. Not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. We rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. This is what we pray for, that you may become perfect. So I write these things while I am away from you, so that when I come, I may not have to be as severe in using the authority that the Lord has given me for the building up and not for tearing down. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. 
Paul finishes this letter to the Corinthians with his most forceful admonition yet. To our modern ears, Paul sounds harsh and threatening, but we must remember what is at stake is the difference between allegiance to Christ and idolatry. For some in the Corinthian church, it was all too easy to simply add Christ to their pantheon, to the Christian love feast, to add the Christian love feast to the calendar of other feasts in honor of all the other gods, and to continue to live as pagans live, yet while professing to be something of standing in honor in Christ's church. But in baptism, Paul has argued, we have died to that way of life so that we might be raised in Christ to live in fellowship with him in his kingdom. What is ours as a gift from God in Christ is membership and fellowship with him and with this assembly, a membership and fellowship that stands apart from the world as part of God's kingdom, indeed a sign of its first fruits, even as it reaches out in love to bless, repair the whole world. What Paul is threatening is to forcefully argue that Christians in Corinth live a life worthy of that calling, a life that truly bears witness to the gospel. That is what Paul himself has done in his calling to be an apostle. Now, in their own way and in their own place, Paul wants to see the Corinthians also stand as a living witness to the truth and presence of God's kingdom. And that means living as humble servants of Christ. That means uh, loving each other. That means sharing uh, in, in their, their, their goods with each other. Uh, that means uh, uh, being uh, a people who are, 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 uh, sees the other as, as just as important and greater than they themselves. That message is as fresh and as powerful today as it was then. Perhaps today more than ever it is important that we who bear the name of Christ live as true and faithful witnesses to who Jesus really is, what Jesus really said. That means turning away from our idols. That means turning away from from our connection and our entanglement and systems and powers of this world that are more concerned with showing their own greatness, with building up their own power, with projecting their own image, their own wealth, than they are with humbling themselves to show forth the power of Christ that was displayed in the weakness of the cross. As Paul states, however, it is part of our work to examine ourselves according to Christ in his ways to see if we are running the race in the right and proper way, to be sure that we do and say exactly what reflects the revelation of God in Christ and the revelation of God's purposes for the world in Jesus, so that as the world looks to us, they see not only in the things that we say, but in the things that we do, an accurate portrayal of what it is. What is this foretaste? What is this kingdom that is breaking into the world? So this is not a condemnation or a judgment that leads to death, but a sober assessment or a call to a sober assessment of our lives so that we can repent, receive God's forgiveness, and continue to learn what it means to be Jesus' people in the world, ambassadors of Christ. Where we are lacking, God forgives and God supplies. And more than that, God corrects and shows us the way in which to walk and gives us the grace to do that. May God open our ears to hear the Spirit's call to repentance, and may God open our eyes not only to see what needs to change in us, but to see the glory and grace of Christ that is ours to love and to humbly receive him. As Paul finishes up, he reminds us in our hearts and in our churches to put things in order, to agree with one another, to greet one another with with love and grace, and that the love and peace of Christ will be with us when we live together 
in that peace and love of God. And now also to you, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially, Lord, we thank you for your word that corrects and calls us to repentance, that offers forgiveness and absolution, that shows us the way in which we should go. We thank you also for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation that you have given us in Christ's resurrection, for the gift of relationship and fellowship with one another, and for this communion of the saints of faith in your church. Today, what else are we thankful for? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare, for those who are ill, for those who are afflicted, for those who are bereaved, for those who still suffer the lingering bonds of oppression and discrimination and prejudice, for all who are working to bring peace and international harmony, for all those who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, and honor all people. 
Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.